He came over the top of the down as the last light failed, and could almost have cried with relief at sight of the wood below. He longed to fling himself down on the short, stubbly grass and stare at it, the dark, comforting shadow which he had hardly hoped to see. Thus only could he cure the stitch in his side which grew and grew with the jolt, jolt of his stumble downhill. The absence of the cold wind from the sea that had buffeted him for the last half hour seemed like a puff of warm air on his face as he dropped below the level of the sky. As though the wood were a door swinging on a great hinge, a shadow moved up towards him, and the grass under his feet changed from gold to green to purple and last to a dull grey. And then night came. A hedge sprang up before his eyes at the distance of a dozen yards. His confused, tired senses became aware of the smell of last year's blackberry leaves, wet with past rain. For a moment, the scent swathed him in a beautiful content, and left him with an ache for time in which to rest here. The grass grew longer before he reached the hedge, and a little later his feet were heavy with wet earth, and he knew that he was on a path. It was his feet, rather than his mind, that knew it. They made a rambling progress, now in the muddy centre of the way, now in the grass at the right-hand edge, now scraping the outer fringe of the hedge on the other side. His mind was a confusion of scents and sounds, the far hush of the sea, the memory of rattling pebbles, the smell of the wet leaves and the trampled marl, the salt sweep of the wind that he had left behind on the top of the hill, voices imaginary footsteps. They were jumbled together like the pieces of a puzzle, and they were half forgotten because of his fatigue and fear. The fear in his mind told him that paths were dangerous. He whispered it out loud to himself, dangerous, dangerous. And then, because he thought that the low voice must belong to another on the path beside him, he scrambled, panic-stricken, through the hedge. The blackberry twigs plucked at him, and tried to hold him with small endearments, twisted small thorns into his clothes with a restraint like a caress, as though they were the fingers of a harlot in a crowded bar. He took no notice and plunged on. The fingers grew angry, slashed at his face with sharp, pointed nails. Who are you, anyhow? Who are you, anyhow? Think yourself mighty fine. He heard the voice, shrill and scolding. She had a pretty face and a white skin. 